Hello, everyone. First of all, you need to know that I am back in East Texas with my parents. We had a bit of a spill that led to a hospital stay that turned into a surgery, which led to a decision to quarantine my parents in separate parts of the house. What is a podcaster to do? Well, you hole up in your childhood bathroom and stare at the pink and yellow flowered wallpaper as you try and drown out the sounds of old air conditioners and creaky chairs and random chirping devil birds, and the slow moan of a traveling train that somehow comes by every two minutes. Luckily, my roommate Laura came through this week and suggested we podcast about the TV show Younger. In this episode, we discuss why we love the show, who we would choose if we were the leading lady stuck in a ridiculously good-looking love triangle, and somehow end in a lively debate revolving around tattoos and what we would get if we had one. Barbed wire around my bicep. Duh. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 174 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray, coming to you from my bathroom at my parents' house. That's why it's so echoey, fun times. And I'm here with my roommate, not current roommate because I'm in Hallsville just for a little while. Laura's in Houston holding down the fort. How are you doing, Laura? Do you miss me? I do. <laughs> You've got to come back soon. I told you, I can't survive without you. Good. I that's, can't. That's what I, I like to hear. I need you to come back. The plants need to be watered. I can't remember anything. You've got to come back. On my way right now. Good times. Today's episode was your idea, Laura, because the two of us are into this TV show called Younger. But we're also into something else that often is categorized by older people. So we're just switching them together. It is going to be a younger slash older episode. I thought that was fabulous and clever. Good for you. But first, we're going to talk about the TV show Younger. It is something that has been on for actually quite some time. It's been on for five years. But it's on an obscure channel, TV Land, which I thought was old episodes of Golden Girls and maybe Friends, kind of like a Nick at Night something. But maybe it's right. not, because Younger is not any of those things. It's an original It's original programming for them. But it came out in 2015. They've had six seasons of it. And our friend Stephanie kept telling us over and over and over again, you will love it, you will love it, you will love it. And we, we trust Stephanie why we didn't get on this train a little bit sooner i think we were watching other things maybe but through the pandemic once you once you wipe everything out of your queue younger came to the top and we were both watching it why don't you tell everybody what younger is about sure younger is premised on a lady who is going through a divorce and she's 40 years old and she after her divorce is looking for a job and she can't find one because everyone is hiring younger people and they're basically discriminating against her because she's old and she's only like 40, but they're discriminating (laughs) against her because she's old. 
And so she decides to lie about her age and she tells everyone that she is 26. So Mm -hmm. when she applies, she makes her resume look like she's 26. She tries to dress like she's 26 and she gets a job and then she becomes friends with all these 26 year olds. And so it's her story of trying to like restart her life um, as a 40 year old, but pretending to be a 26 year old. And the reason we love it so much is because there's a love story, Uh, not just one love story, but two. Yes. Which is super duper important for a TV show, in my opinion. I totally agree. I mean, it's critical, especially during the quarantine. It's that (laughs) feel-good television show that makes you feel like, oh, so fun. It really does make me happy when I turn it on. Yes. If If you need some confidence behind the show, the the creator and producer is Darren Starr, who did 90210, the old 90210, the original OG 90210, Melrose Place, and Sex in the City. So he... No uh, way! Yes way! He understands, and it's based off of a novel, too, by Pamela Redmond Satran, I believe is how you say her name, and... You know, there's a... Redmond is a character in it, too. I wonder if that was because uh, of her. A little nod to her. I bet it was. That's awesome. Huh. I, uh, how do you, the, the main lead, the lady who's 40, who's pretending she's 26, is Sutton Foster. She plays Liza Miller. Do you buy that she can be a 40-year-old in pretend to be 26? I totally do. Yeah. I totally buy it. She looks like it. A, a lot of it is because um, she's thin she also wears really young, trendy clothes. And so I think the look, like the way she cuts her hair, the way she acts, and the way she dresses really kind of make her look like she's 20. Yes. And Sutton Foster made some deal with the devil, too, to not have wrinkles or crow's feet or that line, the 11 no. between your eyebrows. No. She did something. She did something. And it it it's actually kind of funny because Hillary Duff is her little sidekick and i want to say Hillary Duff it may be in her early 30s but i would yeah, think Hillary, Hillary Duff look, would would appear older than or just as old as Sutton Foster in my opinion i totally agree mm-hmm. i totally agree i like Hillary Duff she is uh, she plays the girl named Kelsey, who is also we should we should state that they are in the publishing world, which adds a whole nother layer of interest to me, because lo and behold, I've been doing this since 2015-16, and I did not get the same experience as all of these authors do who are in the empirical imprint or the. Uh, millennial, they're two different imprints. Millennial is for the younger people, obviously. And I feel like everybody is always a New York Times bestseller, and I wonder how they did that. Yeah, it's, you're so right. And it's also amazing how quick the process gro- goes, too. Like they pitch a book idea, and then a week later, they're coming up with a marketing plan. And then a week later, they're like, and look at that, we're on the New York Times bestseller. And we're going to go to a big party where the book is honored. And I'm like, really? That quick? That's pretty impressive. What happened to Lindsay? Why did they <laughs> Why did they make her wait a year? That's so crazy. Uh, we should also mention that there, as Laura said, two love interests for Liza. Of course, one is her boss, who is in her real age range. 
And another is a tattoo artist she met at a bar who is in her pretend age range. Laura, let me ask you a question. Do you buy that the younger guy named Josh likes her? And do you buy that the older gentleman named Charles likes her? Absolutely to both of them. So yes, I believe that Charles, the older guy, likes her because um, she is smart, she's funny, she's cute, and he is obviously working with her, spends a lot of time with her. They share a lot of the same interests because they both love books because they work in this publishing world. Mm -hmm. So I can totally believe that one. Do I buy the younger one, Josh? That's a little harder, but I would say absolutely yes, because I want to believe that a 26 year old <laughs> could also fall in love with me. And they might any day now. I mean, it's just, you never can tell. Are you going to the bar after this? <laughs> well, it's COVID time. So I'm thinking about just walking out with my mask on my face and walking around the neighborhood and just seeing who I might be able to find. Just bat those eyelashes. Just That's right. bat, bat, bat. It's you, I mean, you and I have talked about it. It is hard to flirt with a mask on. It is. But we're, we're doing our best. I know. I think it's all in the hips and it's all <laughs> in the eyelashes. <laughs> right. Right. And I mm. flirt with my hips all the time. <laughs> oh. Oh. The one thing I like about Younger 2 uh, that's a little bit refreshing is that it's a 30-minute, I'm going to call it a sitcom, show. I mean, it's not a laugh track or anything like that, but it's it's 30 minutes, which is nice. I feel like, just like you said, it, it's little bite-sized chunks that you're getting at a time. Of course, you know, you and I watch six or seven at a time, but it, you can get little Please, bites of it. Since you've left, I think I watched like 11 or 12 at a time. Just Not that anyone's counting, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I was trying to smooth that over for you, but honesty <laughs> is the best policy. Way to go, Laura. Exactly right. I think that exactly it's right. nice that there are little chunks. Um, what do you like about it besides the love story? Because what I think is there are so many layers to it. There is a there is a millennial layer, and I know we don't use that term anymore, but that's just the name of the imprint. Th this whole young versus old, where Liza is learning new things to say and new ways to dress and new new things to be, yeah. but there's also this publishing angle, but there's also a an angle, she has a kid, and then this stuff with her boss. But I like the idea that it's very much... Uh, I don't want to say girl power, but they're they're true women friends, and that's the, the whole that. thing revolves around that. Totally yes, agree. I think that it is the friendships between them that I love the most. Like I love Kelsey and Liza. Liza is the one that's pretending, and Kelsey is the young one. I love their friendship. I love the relationships. I love how they have each other's back. I think it's super sweet. I also really love the relationships between um, Liza and her boss. So Liza, the ultimate boss is the one she's attracted to, but the uh, her more immediate boss, her supervisor is, because um, she's an assistant to a, a marketing person in the publisher world. And her name is Diane and she is great. Like mm. Diane has grown on me and I love her and she's kind of mentoring Liza and they have this sweet relationship. It's just really fun. I think it's also fun, too, how 
when you were mentioning Charles and Liza and, and how he's attracted to her, but sort of feeling bad because she's way younger than him in his mind and she works for him. So he's, he just thinks that that's taboo, but she'll every once in a while pop out a, a phrase or a, some sort of fact that's super duper 90s. And he is always enamored by the fact that she knows something. And she'll say, I think she said something about Han- a Hanson concert or a Poison concert or something. Yeah. And he, he said, really? And it, and they, oh, yeah, it was a reunion tour or something like that. It was one night only. And that's, that's when I went. She has to cover her bases a lot. But that's really fun to get the nostalgia Plus, I'm a person who would like to know what is in and trending and and fashionable and what the kids are saying nowadays. So it's kind of fun. I mean, she's even learned Twitter because she didn't know that going in and what trending means and hashtags and so forth and so on. So she does a lot of Googling of, sure, I'll do that. And then what in the world did they just ask me to do? I also like that they are very hardworking women and they're yeah. successful, but also at the same time, sometimes they're not. I know we said all their books go to New York Times bestseller, but sometimes they struggle with something or they have to stand up for themselves or they have to fight with somebody to get their voices heard. And I appreciate that, too. They're just free, female friendships and hard workers and a good looking yeah. guy and Josh and a good looking guy and Charles. I know. So if you had to pick a team to be on, are you team Charles or are you team Josh? Well, you know, this changes multiple times a day, I would say. And I know it does for you because I get texts saying, I love Charles. And then Josh is so cute. I like him. But no, but Charles is the greatest. No, but Josh is, look how he loves her. I'm the same way. Part of me, one day, it just depends on what mood you're in. Because if you're in an adventurous, silly mood where, you know, devil may care attitude, that is Josh. Because he's young and adventurous and wants to go and do and be the things. Now, if you are wanting more sophisticated, mature, um, been around the block a few times, that's Charles. But both are... Wealthy, has his life together, Mm -hmm, kind mm -hmm. of, like... He lives on like the Upper East Side mm-hmm. of New York, and yeah, I would say right now I'm, I'm. This is kind of surprising because also we should say in the in the story she fluctuates throughout the seasons and throughout the episodes. Like sometimes she's with Charles, sometimes she's with Josh, and so it's kind of there are moments between both of them. And right now, the season that I'm in right now, she happens to be with Charles. It's one of those times where she's with Charles, and I. I feel like I should be on Team Charles, but I'm not. I really am on Team Josh. Right, I'm gonna steal your cell phone for a second. Wait a minute, why? Just relax, scaredy cat. What are you doing? I'm taking a picture of my junk. No. <laughs> I'm adding myself to your calendar right here next Thursday. Are you asking me on a date? Is that a yes? I don't know, let me see that junk shot first. Oh my God. I totally thought that was going to sound flirty, but it came out creepy. It came out really sexy, if you ask me. Please give me my phone. You are way too young for me. Whoa, whoa. I'm 26, dude. I mean, we got to be the same age, give or take. And I can't figure it out. I'm really trying to do some soul searching here to determine whether <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know, maybe I need to get a tattoo because Josh is a tattoo artist. Maybe I need to move to Brooklyn because that's where he lives. I don't know. 
uh, maybe I need to abandon all reading because I hate books. I'm not sure. I don't hate books. That was just a joke. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what it means in my life. I can't. I can't tell. What tattoo would you get if Josh had to give you one? And where would you get it? <laughs> I would get um, a gigum tattoo, an A and M gigum tattoo, and it would probably be like I don't know, on my forearm. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, <laughs> Definitely not on my forearm. Maybe on my foot. I think my foot is a good place for okay. a tattoo. Okay, that hurts. Foot tattoos hurt, but, you know. I know, but I feel like I could hide it if I had to go to, like, a client meeting or a work thing. Mm. I felt like I could hide it there mm. a little you're bit not What about that, you? You're not that proud to be an Aggie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I know you are. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's the younger portion of our podcast. We would now like to switch the yin to the yang, the older part of our podcast. Laura, tell everybody what old lady thing that we are doing right now to help balance out the super cool younger thing that we've been doing. That's right. The younger thing is younger. The older thing is Mahjong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mahjong, the tile game that is played by... Asian women and older women in the United States <laughs> and young, trendy, hip women like us. That's exactly because right. We're bringing everyone. Mahjong back. We are bringing it back hard. We are. We really are. And you might think like, because I think some of the listeners might be thinking like, man, this seems like an odd combination. And I think it's important <laughs> to say the reason why we're talking about them together is because almost every night of quarantine mm -hmm. has been the exact same. Which is like, so we'll eat some dinner, go for a walk, and then we're going to watch Younger and play Mahjong. Or sometimes play Mahjong and, and then, then watch Younger. younger. <laughs> Mixing we it mix up. things up around here. Mm -hmm. We do. We really do. We got into Mahjong because Laura's mom has been playing it for several years. I need to preface it, too, with some people in my generation might be thinking, Really, you're playing that memory game. If you were one who had a computer literacy class and when you finished all your work, you, you got to do either solitaire or minesweeper or maybe mahjong, where it's a flower and the same flower, it's almost like memory. You click, click, and it goes away. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about real mahjong that they play at the end of Crazy Rich Asians, if you have seen that movie. And it is... Um, and to prepare for learning Mahjong, we watched that scene from <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians like five or six times. Uh-huh, and never just knew so what we they were doing. figure out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> never, never knew. But luckily, Lars mom taught us sort of through FaceTime, because again, this was during quarantine, and you have to have an official little booklet that tells you all of these runs that you can make, meaning if you think in your head, combine playing cards with dominoes and mm -hmm. it's sort of like that but there are maybe about 75 extra rules that are sprinkled throughout and it's and it people will say is it hard to learn how would you answer that Laura yes mm -hmm. yes it is very hard to learn it is hard it's to learn it's a tricky game Yes, it's, it's a tricky game. It's very that's a good way to put it. it. It's not that you can't learn it. It's just it takes you a while to learn it. And 
you have to practice. And I think that's where you lose people. Because if you don't practice and practice and practice, then you'll just keep losing and you'll think, well, this is no fun. But the minute you win, celebrate good times. Come on. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And it's, it's a tricky game because there's a lot of rules that you have to abide by as you're going. But once you get the hang of it, then it's a very, not an easy game, but it's a, a simple game to understand once you get the hang of the rules. There you go. Because because there, there are some things that make complete sense. And then there are middle things that you kind of forget and then remember. And then there are other things that you, oh, man. How we both learned is there is an, a website that you can go to, and I'll, I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. It's called Mahjong, different from Mahjong, Mahjong. And you again, you have to have your official little card that changes every single year. And so if you can imagine in your head 13 dominoes in front of you, and they have different characters and different suits, if you will, and there are, how many, how many different runs on that card do you think there are, Laura? Or do you know off the top of your head? I bet there's probably, man, 40. Yeah. I was thinking somewhere around 40 and 50. So you have this card that has 13 tiles listed 40 and 50 different ways. And that is the part that makes your butt clench. It's because when you draw your tiles, you're thinking, well, God, there are so many how am I supposed to figure out what I'm supposed to do? Because there's 40 different ways to do that. That's the part we're talking about. Once you start playing a little bit, you're recognizing how things fit into certain categories and you can decide faster. But the first time we played, I think we stared at our dominoes or our our tiles for, I don't know, 15 minutes, just going, what are you doing? And even now when we play, we, I mean, now we've obviously gotten the hang of it. And even now when we play, we will find ourselves to where we're actually still staring at the cards. And I'll have to say like to myself, come on, Laura, make a decision. Just make a decision. Just choose a hand, pick a hand, pick a route and go that route. Because you kind of, there is a element of chance here. It's kind of yeah. like a, I mean, like with any game, it's just a little bit of luck, mm. skill and then a little bit of luck. Yeah. A lot of bit of luck too, man. The other thing I think that's important to tell people is that it's got its own kind of language too. Yes. Like the three suits are dots, bams, and cracks, mm-hmm. which you might be thinking, what the heck is that? Dots are like little circles, obviously. Bams are short for bamboo. So they're little like green bamboo sleeves. And then cracks are, I don't know, Chinese characters. Yeah. Like red Chinese characters of yeah. some sort. But and then in addition to that, you have flowers and mm-hmm. then you have winds that are like northeast, south and west. Yeah. Which do we play the winds? Let's no, see. we do not. We never play, we the never winds. play the winds. The winds have hurt me several times. And you think you can win with a wind and you would be wrong. It's very challenging. Very, very challenging. So um, and then you have jokers. And, you and have dragons. dragons, yes. <laughs> I forgot so that, dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so that just is is just a pile of what? But the good thing is, is we are slowly we are slowly grabbing people in our circles and they're learning how to play. Slowly but surely, we've talked about it enough, we've bothered them enough, we've annoyed them enough. 
So hopefully whenever we are not so social distance, we can have a Mahjong tournament. Oh yeah, we are Mahjong evangelists. I think so. We are spreading the good news of Mahjong to everyone that will listen. <laughs> There's this group of women in New York that play Mahjong that um, come up with the card and they ship the cards out to people all over um, all, all over the United States and world that plays. And so it's very fitting that we would be talking about Mahjong and Younger, because yes. Younger is set in New York. <laughs> Bam! Bow tied. Thank you, Laura. At that. Yep, that's what I, that's what I can do. <laughs> Even if it ain't all it seems, I got a pocket full of dreams, baby. thank y'all for listening and thank you for hanging in there with me as I juggle environments for the podcast hopefully I'll find a quieter place to record in the chaos that is my life right now but at the end of the day this podcast brings me joy and I hope it does the same for you even just for a little bit remember to wash your hands stay safe have courage be kind until we're together again love you mean it Texas forever Hunger for